Ludus Novus, Episode 18, for June 28, 2009, Sequelitis. In 1995, LucasArts released a game called Star Wars Dark Forces. Billed as a, a thinking man's FPS, it was pretty popular. It provided a first-person perspective into the Star Wars world, but uh, it was missing one important thing. You couldn't cut off people's arms with a lightsaber. In 1997, LucasArts fixed this problem by releasing Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight let you become a Jedi Knight, and was followed up by an expansion pack called Mysteries of the Sith. Jedi Knight was wildly popular. It got Game of the Year, a lot of people heralded it as one of the best first-person shooters ever. It was a whole lot of fun. And so in 2002, they released a sequel to the game called Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. That was followed up by an additional game, a sequel to Jedi Outcast, that pretty much used the same engine and was really a very large expansion pack, and that was called Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Now, if you're keeping track, the original game's name was Dark Forces, so if it's properly named, the final game should be called Star Wars Dark Forces 3 or 4 Jedi Knight 2 or 3 Jedi Academy, but of course that would be too long. When digital games are named, they're usually named for commercial reasons. They're named because, for some reason, the marketing department or the developers think that that name will cause people to buy the game. Doom was a game that didn't really have Doom significantly in its storyline or anything like that. It was just a strong, punchy name that people picked. And when we name sequels, we run into the same issues. We want a game that will cause people to buy the game. In the case of the Jedi Knight series, as it's now come to be called, Dark Forces was well received, but Jedi Knight was received much better. So as a result, they could have associated the next game with the Dark Forces brand or with the Jedi Knight brand, but Jedi Knight held much stronger associations than Dark Forces did. So when they continued the series, they chose to call it Jedi Knight 2 instead of Dark Forces 3, especially since people who had only played the Jedi Knight would say, Dark Forces? What's that? And not realize that it was connected to the second more popular game. Let's look at the Unreal series. Excluding the console titles, we've got Unreal, the first game, which was primarily single player. Unreal Tournament, which added a complex multiplayer world to the game, but didn't really have a single player component. Its sequel was Unreal Tournament 2003. At this point, they were trying to aim for a sort of sports game motif, where you'd buy a new Unreal Tournament game every year and just sort of update the roster and get new game modes. After Unreal Tournament 2003, we got Unreal 2, which was a single-player game with no multiplayer component that was the sequel to the original Unreal, but set in the universe that all the games were in. Unreal Tournament 2004 was the sequel to UT2K3, and the third game in the series. Or possibly the fifth game in the Unreal series. After 2K4, there was a little break, and... Uh, they decided to release a new Unreal Tournament game, which they named Unreal Tournament 3. Unreal Tournament 3 was the fourth game in the Unreal Tournament series, and the uh, the sixth game in the Unreal series, or, or possibly the eighth if you're counting console titles? Anyway, it wasn't the third game. 
The reason it's named Unreal Tournament 3 is because it's named after the third edition of the Unreal Engine. Uh, Unreal and Unreal Tournament both use the Unreal Engine version 1. UT2K3, uh, UT2K4, and Unreal 2, all three of them used the second version of the Unreal Engine. And UT3 used the Unreal Engine version 3. Alternately, it could be that they are considering 2003 and 2004 to be the same game, since they were relatively similar. Uh, 2004 added a whole bunch of game modes, but it was still built upon the same basic base. So in this case, what what's going on? We've got this, this game that's called 3. Is there a revision of history here? The whole sports game model didn't really seem to work out since they abandoned it, so maybe they're trying to pretend that those were all lumped into one game. Or maybe it's just a higher focus on technology than on clarity or artistic ideas, because they think that what matters is, oh, this is the third version of our game engine. But in reality, I think that a better response would be to name it Unreal Tournament 4, since it's the fourth Unreal Tournament game. That way you'd get fans and you'd get new people thinking, oh, this is the fourth game of the series, it must be a decent series. We can also look at the Half-Life series. Half-Life was released, was wildly successful, best game ever by many people, all sorts of game of the years, changed the course of gaming forever. It's probably one of the most influential games of all time. It got several expansions, Opposing Force is the most well-known one, but it also had a bunch of mods that were made for it that were really important. TFC, Team Fortress Classic, became part of the package deal. There was Blue Shift, there was a console version. All these things that expanded the Half-Life story. But they all used the same core engine. So when Valve took a whole long time and made Half-Life 2, that was called Half-Life 2, because it was a major revision of the game. It was a new setting new technology, new characters, almost a reimagining of the Half-Life world because it brought in a completely new enemy that hadn't existed in the original game. When they chose to make a sequel or an expansion to Half-Life 2, the next step was not to make a Half-Life 3 because they wanted to move into episodic gaming. They wanted to make a game in a shorter amount of time since Half-Life 2 took a while and to produce a shorter experience that people would be able to complete in less time and they'd be able to produce in less time but would still add some new stuff. So they decided to release the next game, the next continuation of the story, in a series of three episodes. The first of these was called Half-Life 2 Episode 1. The problem with this, of course, is that Half-Life 2 Episode 1 implies that this is the first episode of Half-Life 2, which isn't the case, because the first episode of Half-Life 2 was called Half-Life 2. In fact, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 is the second episode in the Half-Life 2 sequence, and the fifth or sixth episode in the Half-Life sequence. So, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Half-Life 2 Episode 2 in the upcoming Episode 3 sort of break that mold, and it seems like this was just an oversight by Valve. It seems like they didn't really think about the implications of their naming scheme until it was too late to change it. It's also worthwhile to note that even though they're aiming for episodic gameplay, they're not really managing it. They're still producing decent-sized games that take quite a few hours to complete and take 
over a year to produce. If you're looking at episodic gameplay, I say look at Telltale Games episodes, the Sam and Max series, where they're able to release a game every month. Now, of course, they're not producing it in just a month. They're pipelining the process. But still, they're releasing things quite quickly. There have been a few other episodic attempts that have been more successful at being episodes than the Half-Life 2 episodes. Any time that you name a game, digital game or otherwise, you are producing an initial reaction to that game in the people who first see the box or read about it. These names are really strong, and many of the most popular series have very strong names associated with the series. Dark Forces and Jedi Knight are both very strong names that suggest, on the one hand, Dark Forces has a feeling associated with it of darkness, of evil approaching. Jedi Knight brings up all these images of Jedis that we have from all the Star Wars movies. Unreal was originally named in a sense because it was unreal how amazing this engine was, and in another sense it looked so real that you needed to be somehow reminded that it was really unreal. The Unreal Tournament series also very straightforwardly says what it is. It is a tournament. It is a combative game, a, a game about conflict and competition, where it's presenting itself more as a sport than as a game. Half-Life is a title that presents a very clear idea of the theme of the game. Half-Life evokes images of radioactivity, of explosions, of bombs, but also of science, of experimentation, of theory, and of thinking that is present in the Half-Life games. They're not exactly run-and-gun shooters. They take more thinking and more mental processing than your average shooter would. And Half-Life introduced a lot of these ideas of actual story and actual realistic environments to the, the first-person so-called genre. So titles are very important, not just to series, but to every game. And it's really an interesting exercise to sit back and look at a game as if you're seeing it for the first time. Look at Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and see what that says to you without the associations that you have from playing the game and seeing screenshots and hearing people talk about it. Absent of the reality of the game itself, the title can have a significance, an anticipation, that's the sort of thing that we rarely get in this gaming fandom that we've managed to build up. It used to be that when you looked for a video game, you'd go into a store with your parents and look at the wall of titles, and you'd say, oh, hey, that title sounds really cool. That box art looks really awesome. I want to get that one without knowing anything about it. No gamer starts by reading gaming magazines or reading IGN's RSS feed. They start by hearing recommendations, by hearing a cool name, by seeing, hey, this is the fifth game in the series. These must be really good. And so the way we name games and the way we name sequels means a lot to people who are just entering the game world, as well as providing an immediate visceral reaction, even to those of us who think that we know what a game is.
Ludus Novus is created by Gregory Weir and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. See you next time.